Hello and welcome to Ordinary Life with Kitty Fitton and Ina Kiriaku. And we're on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM, um, live across, well not exactly live, but we, we, we are we are, we are alive um, across <laughs> New Zealand, Horror Fenua and Carpeti. Uh, that's kind of north of Wellington if you're listening from somewhere that's not New Zealand. And, and it's lovely to have you with us. Um, isn't oh, it, Emma? Thanks. Yes, it's lovely to be here. Thanks, Kitty, and kia ora to everyone. And um, it's a little disclaimer, again, is that we are not doctors or medical professionals. However, we we kind of think that we know what we're talking about a little bit, eh? Yeah. I'd love to be a scientist sometimes or somebody who's done a lot more. <laughs> well, I think, I think you've done education. quite a lot, Emma. I mean, you've done a fair amount. It's not thing? Go, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've done a lot. Yeah. I've tried. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, what's hard? It's, what I find hard is, it's getting easier actually, but I have found it hard to find the information that I need, that I, you know, in, in a way that I can consume and yeah. understand and so know em- what it means for me. Yeah, because Emma and I have both got, Parkinson's or Parkinson's disease or early onset Parkinson's or young onset Parkinson's or whatever it is you want to call it uh, I kind of call it something I really wish I didn't have and um, uh, yes. um, yeah all I've things been, been equal all things been equal I've been diagnosed seven years but I've had it for about eight and you've had it for a hell of a lot longer haven't you you're lucky I you're kind lucky. of count from my, my oldest is 16 um, and it was after the birth of that, of my first baby that I, not immediately, but I think um, first baby was about six months old when I started to notice. Oh. So that's, uh, but wasn't diagnosed until years later. No. So yeah, and so the, we, we thought this week, I mean, we, we've done our unofficial talk about deep brain stimulation which uh, we hope you enjoyed and hopefully at some point we'll get some real scientific data and, and somebody that's actually knows what they're talking about <laughs> and this week we thought we would scientifically not scientifically attack some research because I don't often read I know you read a lot of research Emma and I don't because I'm scared of it Mm, it is pretty scary. Disclaimer: I've what I've tried to read and understand is um, stuff about our biochemistry and our neurobiochemistry. Oh yeah. Um, but I I feel like I understand like a small fraction of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every every time I look at it, I veer away from it because. <sighs> I, I, I look at it and, and it's, it'll be like, oh, yeah, exciting research in I know, stem cell surgery mm. or pigs from the Chatham Islands <laughs> or something like that. And, and, and I, I kind of get really excited. And the, I, I do remember my neurologist the day I was diagnosed who looked at me and said, you should expect to see a cure in your lifetime. And really? I thought, they said that to you? They did. And I thought, well, that's all well and good, but 
the rea the realist in me knows that stuff has to be tested and tested and tested and tested. Yeah. And they're not going to throw the money at it like they did at COVID. Doesn't that piss you off? I mean, upset well, you. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are. There is, um, I mean, first of all, the research I tend to look at isn't research that talks about cures or, or new treatments because I have kind of just um, put turned a blind eye to that because for the longest time I've been like you, like um, there may or may not be a cure in the future. Mm. I, I'm just not going to look at it because I'm not going to I'm not going to pin my hopes on things. Yeah. Um, but I do know that there are is billions of dollars and and it feels like billions of research projects worldwide on this subject. Yeah. To, and which is um although it's a very common neurological problem, it's not the top common. It's not it's the most really common. varied as well, isn't it? It's so varied. Yeah. It's I mean, you, you you have different symptoms to me and I will have different symptoms to somebody else and mm. and you know, like when you come when you look at neurological diseases as a whole, I, I will concede Parkinson's is the one I would choose over some <laughs> of the others. Yes. If I yeah, have to have yeah. a neurological disease, I'll take it. But that sounds a bit grim. But um <laughs> But no, I found somebody said, oh, I, I, Parkinson's, Parkinson's Europe. I, I looked at their webpage and it said exciting new research. And I thought, yeah. oh, here we go again. <laughs> but then I looked at it and it did actually you, was exciting yeah. new research. Did um, you get, when you first saw it, did you feel like, did you not feel the excitement at first or did you feel the excitement when you saw the, the headline? Yeah, I, well, I, you know, it's it's interesting what you say about like not wanting to get excited about stuff, because for the first time in a long time, I actually did feel kind of excited. It, yeah. it, instead of it going, usually a lot of it is all, oh yes, we can help diagnose Parkinson's. We can smell Parkinson's. <laughs> you know, here's a dog that can sniff it out, or whatever. And and, and I'm not saying that early detection and and that isn't important because of course yeah. it is but what what you know I, I have Parkinson's I already know I have it thanks I don't need somebody to tell me so I'm kind of interested in that other stuff um mm. and so I read this where is it and this was yeah Parkinson's Europe shared it and it was from I'm gonna have to look at my own web page now it was from something called I think what they called they I wrote it down Herentis, Herentis Pharma PLC. I'll probably yeah, and they're from Finland, apparently. They are from a place called Espoo in Helsinki. Oh, very cool. Yeah, <laughs> I did research and everything. <laughs> For some reason, the, the research coming from Finland made me feel slightly better about it. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, and, and so to give you... The very brief lowdown on this. It said, um, promising results for new Parkinson's drug trial. We talked to the CEO of Herantus Pharma PLC. I think it's worth mentioning them because they actually have done some stunning work. And it's about this, re this molecule called HER096. You know, the feminist in me goes, it's a woman. <laughs> HER. <Yeah. laughs> uh, <laughs> 
But it, um, the, the thing that really grabbed me was may have the potential to stop the progression of Parkinson's and to relieve symptoms because this stuff can cross the blood-brain barrier. And yeah, they so... found it might actually, um, the blood-brain barrier is that thing that stops just being able to take extra levodopa and dopamine. Um, it's not that simple. There's a really good YouTube video done by someone called... Um, <laughs> Oh yeah, Kitty Fitton on that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So apparently, what they've, what they're, where they're up to is they've, um, it's had it's, they they've spent fifteen oh. years apparently working on this particular area of um, neuroprotective stuff. Yep. So stuff that's going to help reduce neuroinflammation and um, that kind of. Um, help in the brain but they they had discovered a molecule that but was too big to pass the blood brain barrier mm. so they yeah. then developed this next one which is small enough and the idea would be that you'd get an injection into your um into your brain monthly yeah and they've tested it on mice with good results and they've tested it on healthy individuals who don't have parkinson's they have um, they could test it on and, me and so the next stage is recruiting people who are obviously to test it on um, <clears throat> who have Parkinson's and yeah. figure out. And I don't know how long that will take. Oh, it'll probably take, um, let's be honest, it's going to take absolutely blinking ages. But what was really exciting that I thought was that um, they can, uh, you know, they can get enough of it across the blood brain barrier to deliver a therapeutic dose they say and apparently mm. it, it protects the neurons that you've got left you know so I mean yeah as, as you know you've already lost 80% of them when you find out you've got Parkinson's so you've not got much left as it is but it does say it decreases the amount of toxic protein aggregates apparently that's the bad stuff um, and it removes neural inflammation from the target area. But apparently, it's a threefold improvement. So it does three things. So, I mean, that's just, you know, you can't help but be kind of excited, even just a tiny bit. Um, well, yeah. if, you're, if you're me, <laughs> Emma's looking very sceptical. I'm just feeling but, like, um, yeah, I, I mean, there is a lot of, there is a bit of controversy as well, it must be said, around this whole area of that whether or not the thing that they think is the problem, which is the amyloid plaque things mm. accumulating and not, not going away. Um, and some people say that that's the thing that we should be looking at, and some people say that that's found, there's not enough evidence that that's the problem. That's true. Because everybody yeah. has that stuff in their brains. And, um, yeah, we only know what we know based on um, people who have died and donated their brains. So we can't look into our brains while we're using them. Uh, well, <laughs> you can do MRIs, but they don't do everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I know what you mean. I, and it, and uh, it's like, I mean, let's not even get into the ethics of animal testing because it was like, whoa, and they tested it on a mouse and they got good results. Yeah. Uh, and that's what they mean when they say preclinical. So everything has to go through a non-human model first mm, before it can yeah. be tested on humans. And it's and, interesting. Go on. Sorry. sorry no, I'll I was just going to blather on about the boring details. 
No, well, I was I was going to say um, there's a whole discussion around the ethics of animal testing, but you know it sounds really terrible. But I think unless you are suffering with something like this, you, you do kind of sit and you struggle with it because you think, oh, I'm against animal testing. Yeah, I, I can. I I I am a moral person and I don't like animal testing. Wait. I have a neurological degenerative disease. I'd really kind of like to grow old and not be sick. And yeah. I mean, there's people who have things like motor neuron disease and super thingy plus, yeah, stuff. That thing. Yeah, that thing. And, and you know, you do kind of think, you know, you sometimes think actually my morals might be slipping slightly in self-interest yeah because the reason we've we we do this animal testing is because of the ethics of testing on humans is it's very difficult to um recruit people and to recruit the right people and and it's actually problematic in terms of getting a cure because if we had something that was curative and wanted to test that on humans and we've found to work and we started using it that would put up put back all the research on finding things to help people that are already to, you know like to stop and turn back time mm. um so because also stop, our, they'd, they'd stop wanting to research that because they had a cure well it's but surely like, a cure it's would... because but it's because people who had the thing that was it would be like how do you then recruit people who have who um you'd have to say to people don't take the cure so we can um do, do oh i get you on... yeah we want to research this but, but yeah but... and it's like the ethics of people and what they have to give up to be the clinical subjects and mm -hmm. the fact that our our um what we're expecting our expectations of the research of the the results of the drug that we think we're getting um, impacts the outcomes of the research as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. This is getting really deep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've had some very interesting discussions with my son around ethics and, and, and all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff, and I can feel me stumbling towards that. So I am going to go. Say? Well, in the interest of, of time and keeping us on topic, <laughs> I'm going to drag you back to the research. Okay. Sorry. Uh, all right. So I mean, it, it it is interesting research. If you do want to read what it is, you can. Um, we'll put the link in. Um, well, it'll be on. It's on kiddiefitting dot com. Um, and we'll put the link in the podcast blog thing stuff. Um, so you'll be able to see it there, and we'll ask Coast Access Radio to show to share it as well. Um, but. It's interesting what you said at the beginning about, you know, you look at research and sometimes you don't. And I don't tend to ever look at research because I, because people think I'm mad. They go, oh, but you, but you know loads about Parkinson's. And I go, no, actually, I don't. <laughs> Is that really bad of me? No, I, I actually think you, the, thing, the thing that we know I mean, the people that are doing the research, they know all the science and stuff. Mm. But they, all those people only know a small amount of their particular area. And what we have is patient perspective. And we bringing those two together. 
<laughs> bringing those two together mm-hmm. is important and doesn't always happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think your your experience is, is a va- valuable and important. Don't oh, understand that. <laughs> yeah. right, that was, that's your lecture for the for the evening. That, that is my lecture for the evening. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, trying to, you know, the, you get battered, I think, for all kinds of things when you've got something like this and you speak out about it. Because you know, if you if you try mm. and be positive, you get battered and you get told that you're being toxic positivity. And if you're down in the dumps, you get told you shouldn't be miserable because it upsets people. And you just like, I'll tell you what, I'm just gonna get on with it. And yeah, because this is my experience, and that's your experience. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I hear you about no, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. No matter what you say, someone's going to have a problem with it. So just be you. Mm. You do you. Yeah. So um, I quite I quite like that. And um, yeah, so that's, I think the it is quite scary sometimes reading everything. And you know, like you say, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. However, I really hope that you've enjoyed our little non-scientific um, discussion. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little disclaimer, right? Because, you know, somebody would batter <laughs> us for saying you're not a doctor or a medical professional. You just go, no, I'm not. It's <laughs> a non-scientific ramble through a little bit of science. I'm an overbearingly <laughs> friendly northern woman. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a deliverer of lectures to my children for fun. They love it. That sounds, that sounds reasonable it's to a punish- me. It's a punishment. Oh, is it? <laughs> Here comes a money lecture on... <laughs> And they go, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so if you um if you have any ideas or feedback, feel free to pass them on to us. Um, past episodes of all of the podcasts can be found at kittyfitten.com or on Coast Access Radio. Um, I must remember to write that down so they don't so they keep me on and actually keep doing this. Uh, it's been great talking to you, Emma. And if you've got any ideas for what we should talk about in the future, please let us know. Emma has chosen this week's song with a medical theme. It is. It is by the Bee Gees, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's. Would you like to introduce it, Emma? Oh, no, you do so well at introducing them. (laughs) Thank you, darling. (laughs) So the song is apparently the perfect song to do CPR to. And it's Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. We'll see you in a fortnight. Bye-bye.
programme was made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.